break 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 You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch-Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we are back here on The Punch-Out, 19th of November, 2021. Very happy to be back with you here on the show. And we've got plenty for you here on the show, as we always do. We're going to be talking about killer cops in Nigeria. We're going to be talking about a big win for unions in the U.S. at John Deere. But before we get to either of those two very important stories, we want to start with the farmers of India defeating Prime Minister Modi. After over a year of protests and strikes, having lost 750 martyrs along the way, India's million-strong farmers' movement has forced Prime Minister Narendra Modi to repeal three anti-farmer laws his BJP party imposed on the country and that threatened the already precarious livelihood of India's farmers. The victory by farmers has led to celebrations all across the country as tens of millions rejoice at what is the biggest defeat for PM Modi and his far right-wing agenda over his entire seven years in the nation's top office. Farmers are continuing to maintain their protest sites, which have blocked many roads around the country, until the overall process of withdrawing the laws is complete. They also have stated that they will continue to fight for their demands that have not been met, including the establishment of a law on minimum support prices, more or less establishing a living wage for farmers, and the withdrawal of a bill that would further privatize the electricity industry, and they feel the farmers increase prices of electricity, causing further hardships. The farmers' victory is especially important because it is a defeat to the core of the BJP agenda to unleash the rapacious forces of the market on all aspects of Indian society, no matter how devastating that they may be. Currently in India, there is a minimum price that farmers are guaranteed for their produce, but even with that, many farmers find it difficult to make ends meet. Half of farmers are in debt, for instance, and on average, a farm household receives half its income from wage labor on top of their farming activities. The government's proposal would have eliminated the minimum prices and allowed free reign for traders to manage the buying and selling of grain. Ultimately, since there are a limited number of buyers, this makes it easier for traders to force peasants to accept lower prices than the current minimum prices because what else can they do? So farmers rightfully understood the laws as being designed to drive them further into poverty while enriching the grain traders and big companies buying their products. The farmers' movement has been powering opposition to the BJP in several key states with upcoming elections, including areas where the BJP had previously been dominant. As many have commented, the timing of Modi backing down seems to be part of some last-ditch maneuvering to try to prevent the BJP from taking big losses. Whether it's too late for that or not will have to be seen. Either way, the farmers' movement has been a major crack in the armor of the BJP, who have been seemingly totally dominant over the Indian political scene, and raises new hopes and prospects for mass struggles of all types to turn the tide towards right-wing, hyper-capitalist policies back in the other direction. As we mentioned at the outset, this victory has come at a great price, 
as the Modi government did everything possible to crush the movement. Beatings, arrests, murders, and slanders were heaped on the movement, but the farmers never cowered or broke. Given how clearly the Modi government is part of the broader international trend, stretching from the Republican Party in the U.S. to Bolsonaro's Brazil that wants to impose extreme anti-people solutions to the problems of our time, the victory for the farmers in India is a victory for those struggling against regressive, anti-poor policies all around the world. Ten thousand union members working for John Deere at 14 sites across the United States have approved a new contract offer, bringing one of the largest private sector strikes in the U.S. for years to an end. The vote was 61 percent to 39 percent in favor and follows workers voting down other proposed offers from the company and standing strong on the picket lines for over a month. The workers will receive immediate 10 percent raises with further 5 percent raises in the third and fifth years of the six year contract as well as 3% lump sum payments in the second, fourth, and sixth years of the contract. As CBS News reports, the deal also included, quote, an $8,500 ratification bonus. It will also preserve a pension option for new employees, make workers eligible for health insurance sooner, and maintain their no-premium health insurance coverage. The strike represents an important victory for U.S. workers who have been facing wage stagnation and cutbacks for decades, despite the corporations they work for becoming more and more profitable. John Deere had over $1 billion in profits in the third quarter of 2021 alone and expects to make nearly $6 billion in profits in total this year. And in fact, they've beat earnings estimates every quarter since the fourth quarter of 2020, and the company's official outlook stresses how strong the market looks for them. So the workers at Deere, who make all that possible, were only seeking their just due for their hard work that had lifted the company to new heights, and by standing up for their rights, were able to force the corporate bosses to part with some of the cash that they wanted to keep for execs and wealthy shareholders. The deer strike became emblematic of the increase in worker militancy across industries and all across the country in recent years. As the president of the United Auto Workers, the union that deer workers belong to, noted, quote, UAW John Deere members did not just unite themselves, they seemed to unite the nation in a struggle for fairness in the workplace. Undoubtedly, this victory will give heart to workers of all types in the U.S. to stand and fight when their bosses demand cutbacks and stand as a strong, clear symbol to all workers seeking to organize unions about why they should and what a union can do. A report from an investigative committee in Nigeria into police brutality has leaked, detailing the responsibility of the army and the police in the deaths of over 100 protesters participating in the NSARS movement in October of 2020 in Lagos State. As the news site People's Dispatch notes, quote, 11 of the deaths had occurred in the shooting at the toll gate in the Lekki suburb, while four others who were missing in the incident are presumed to be dead bringing the death toll there to 15, noted the report of the Judicial Panel of Inquiry that was submitted to Lagos State on November 15th. 96 other corpses, most of which were unidentified, were also recovered from various parts of Lagos, lending credence to the case that the shootings by security agencies resulted in mass deaths within the state. 48 others who suffered injuries survived, 24 of them were wounded with gunshots, and 15 suffered injuries due to assaults. End quote. The report also noted state authorities destroyed evidence to cover up their crimes. As People's Dispatch summarizes, quote, The shells of the fired bullets were collected by the soldiers on the night of the massacre, while the police cleaned up another round the next morning. The killings were immediately followed by a cover-up as the army removed many bodies and corpses of fallen protesters, which they took away in their vans. 
indicting a civilian body of the state government in the cover-up. The report further states that several unidentified bodies were removed by the Lagos State Environmental Health Monitoring Unit and deposited at various hospital morgues in Lagos State. While Governor Sanwo Olu has denied the massacre and claimed that no bloodstains were found at the protest site at Lekki Toll. The panel found that three trucks with brushes underneath were brought to the Lekki Toll gate in the morning of October 21st, 2020, to clean up the scene of bloodstains and other evidence. The leak of the report is a significant victory for the movement in the sense that authorities had denied their complicity in the murders for over a year now. But the struggle still continues. The SARS unit, an acronym for Special Anti-Robbery Squad, became the target of huge protest of tens of thousands because of their brutal methods, which included robberies, rapes, murders, and false imprisonment. The brutal repression came down as the government refused to take serious action, only cosmetically disbanding SARS to try to tamp down the negative international attention and the massive movement challenging their power. Activists on the ground report the SARS unit has just been renamed SWAT and continues many of its activities terrorizing the population. At the same time, government officials have been moving to try to whitewash the results of the official inquiry, which is exactly why the report that we are discussing now was leaked. It's worth noting that the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, heads to Nigeria today and that the U.S. fully supports the brutal military and police forces of the Nigerian government and views the corrupt neoliberal elites who the government is just a front person for as some of their closest allies on the African continent. Activists on the ground hope that the new report being leaked can help revitalize the movement that continues to push for an end to police terrorism in Nigeria. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York, East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles, Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthrough news. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom.